Good to see you uh, today. Kirk says I'm I'm walking by faith today by by riding the motorcycle. <laughs> I got a little wet on the way down, but I bring a change of pants, so I kind of risk it, I suppose. Um, so yet another weird prep day. I thought uh, I thought I had a specific message in mind, and it was a doozy, you guys. Oh man, it was it was rock and roll. Let me see if I can give it to you and then give you another one. You got you got a couple hours, right? Um, no, it was dynamite. I forget what it was. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how often in this life you get in a position. Man, I, I wonder if you really did want me to give this today. How often in life you get in a position where you're like, people don't treat me right. And my coworkers are mean to me. And I'm better than this. And yet you realize if you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. And you look at Jesus who... In, was found in actual in actuality was was God, but he said that well, I should have hit the recorder. Um, being equal with God wasn't something to be maintained, and instead he humbled himself even to a death on a cross. And therefore, and you got to realize that if he hadn't done those things, there would have been no therefore. God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and yet you would be offended if someone called you a fool. That's the point. Bruce, we're so willing to not be exalted, but it's not just a lack of pride. It's got to be, if someone calls you a fool, you got to be okay with it. That's good, right? That's not what we're talking about at all today. I know. <laughs> it's true. I remember working at uh, Walgreens, working for kids who were younger than me with less leadership ability and my own thoughts about their intellect. And you know what I had to do, though? You know what I had to do? They thought I was an idiot, and I had to let them think that. Yeah, Bill gets it. Nobody's that, did he not use the word foolish there, Kirk? He didn't, he, didn't he? And I got to not, not go, I am not, I am not. I got to go, okay, that's your opinion, man. Meanwhile, I'm working on my opinion of me and God's feeding into me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about today. Because I came to church yesterday and uh, I fell asleep on the couch. I did fall asleep on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everybody watching online. Uh, they just busted me. I came, uh, I was in a deep state of meditation, and I fell asleep on the couch yesterday in church. But I woke up, and I realized I know what God wants to talk about. Why? Because it was playing through my phone when I woke up. Ugh, ugh. Pushed the drool, and a sermon was playing on my phone. So this is what we're going to do all over the place. But um, I might give that message. There's a lot in there, huh, Walt? Jesus stood at the edge of heaven. And started to descent. Picture a metaphorical. This is not biblical. This is just a picture, okay? Where he dove, didn't he? Down, down, down he went into humanity. Down, 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 even into Sheol in the grave. Get it? He swan dived out of the highest place into the lowest place. And you're bothered when your coworkers don't think you're awesome or don't treat you right? That's not, no. Humble yourselves and you'll be exalted. And if you can't go that low, you're not going to go that high. It's that easy. I got fired from a, a liquor store because they said I didn't stack boxes good. What? I was 32 years old. I won't even tell you what my IQ is. It's pretty high. And I couldn't stack boxes? But they had to think I was an idiot. That was their, that was their plan. I worked as hard as I could. I had integrity. And guess what? The rest of it, the, the results are never my business. Come on, head nods. The results are never my business. Next week, I got a job that paid me three times as much, and I work one day a week. It was crazy. Someone would say exalted. That's not what we're talking about today, Andy. <laughs> Keep doing it. Next week, 40 minutes later, Sharon. It's not to... No, what we're going to talk about today, in fact, is this. Last week, we talked about the seven, nay, eight I am statements found in the book of John. If you didn't hear that, it's this simple. 
Today, I'm going to talk about what we do with that information. We, we say, all right, Lord Jesus, I choose to believe you are who you say you are, and you'll do everything you said you'll do. That's faith. Forgive what mom and dad told you, the Catholic priest that beat you up, whatever it may be. I'm just picking random stuff. And the fact is, who do you say Jesus is? Because Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father unless he comes through me. No one, zero, zilch, in the history of humanity. And if you're sitting here today or you're listening online and you go, I can choose to bend my will to that statement, you get what's called born again. In other words, spiritual life starts inside of you. Born. That's it. Okay? But what do you do with that? Here's one thing we're going to do. Let's look at Isaiah because, I mean, I'll be as surprised as you are at this point. I have no idea what it is. Nice. Look at On the pages of the Bible is written love. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. Anybody weary here today? Uh-huh. And increases the power of the weak. Interesting. Goes with what I was not preaching earlier about knowing that you're weak. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. That happens. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. It's a beautiful scripture, isn't it? It's one that you see in a lot of, a lot of homes. You see, you see written on a lot, of, a lot of church walls and things like this. Um, and there's, but there's something in there, guys. It's, it's, we have a part to play. And here's what we're going to talk about today. They that wait upon the Lord. See, because you're given these promises, but there's one little thing that you got to do, isn't there? Look over it again. You get all these awesome things. Supernaturally, you're going to defy the odds because even, you know, in shape people can't keep going, but you'll have the strength to do so. They that wait upon the Lord. Now, here's the problem, though. In this life, there are seasons of waiting. We don't always get what we want when we want it. No, in fact, waiting on God is a huge part of the Christian life. It really is, man. I mean, really look at it. Who do we have the most information about in the Bible? I mean, you can say Christ because he's on every page. But if, what human do we hear most about? Let's say David, right? You got First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, right? But his whole life fits in what, 30 pages at most? Do you understand life happens between big moments? Kirk and Amy get married, then oh, we're pregnant. How much time passed between there? Probably a lot of waiting. And then I got a job, but I'm waiting on a promotion. And then, blah, 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 right? If you, bro you ever see that movie Click with Adam Sandler? See, I hate goof. I don't like goofy Adam Sandler roles, but that was a good role. He was, and what he did is he fast forwarded through all the boring parts of his life. Guess what? He got old real quick. And he went, where did my life go, right? There's a lot of waiting in this life. So I think from the pulpit, I think we need to talk about how do we wait upon the Lord? Because it is not at all the way everybody else waits it's drastically different tell me aj i, I will thank you for your enthusiasm you guys are awesome <laughs> where's my nodding sheep i've got a nodding there he is to nods agrees now i talk to myself see what you guys are doing to me so here's the thing it's the difference between waiting and waiting on something is this if you're moving in any direction uh health issues finances whatever it may be the question is, what are you waiting on? Now, people who just are living their lives, just naturally, because remember, that's option one. That was me for 17 years. I didn't know any better. I just, you know, inherited this life. Um, oops. People are naturally, the people who, who are not following Christ, let me just give it to you there. Um, we're waiting for things to happen. We're waiting for opportunity. We're waiting for, you know, whatever it may be, the end of the illness. Uh, I'm waiting on the job. I'm waiting whatever. But 
The difference is we, here's my point of the day, we, those born into God's family, are given the opportunity to, not, to wait not on something small and uncaring, but to actually wait upon God. To not wait upon a situation or something situational, but on God, the captain of our ships. That's the difference. The giver of good things. So simply put, Bruce, I'll get, I'll get on it. I know. We shift from looking at things and we simply stare at and never take our eyes off the giver. There's the difference. Now, I'm going to break down for the next however many minutes. I'm going, to, I'm going to show you exactly how to do this and how different this is. Now, this is a choice we have in all things. And you may have waited on God for the last thing, the next thing, you know, whatever. But the next thing you slip into waiting on this. And that's what we're going to talk about. I pray God speaks through me in this one. This could be big. I want to take a minute and show you another waiting on God scripture here. That's uh, pretty stern and pretty solemn. I'm confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. This is this guy's. Can, can you picture the desperation in the language here? I am still confident of this. So he's been through some stuff. Okay. He's, he's been on the prayer request list here. But I'm still confident in this. We sing a song that says that's this. I still believe. I'm still confident of this. I know it's going to happen. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Number one, that's something I profess over my family every day that I remember too. Come on. There's power in life and the death, right? Life and death in the tongue. How about speaking that over your situation? I'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Is that, is that wrong? No. It's, he's a good, good father, and I'm going to receive his goodness. What's so wrong with that? Lord, and wait for the Lord, he says. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. This is one of those things where we get the picture earlier of the eagles and the young man and all this, and now we have an admonition where <clears throat> it went from this is one option to, listen, this is your best life. You better do this. So let's roll on this. What does this look like? As we talk about waiting on God, take a moment and think about how this applies to our now, okay? Whatever we're doing, waiting on something waiting and waiting in God requires faith. So I've talked about this before. Faith is a choice. And uh, we're willfully focused it somewhere. To put it simply, faith is choosing to believe God says is who he says he is, and he'll do everything he says in our lives. So therefore, at times, we're waiting on that answer. So before we get into the actual waiting part, I want to talk about faith for a second. Faith is not having no fear. It's choosing to line your mind up with what God says, despite the fear. Do you understand that? So often we think if we have a fear and we, and we wrestle with it, we think that's wrong. Well, not necessarily. No, faith is understanding and acknowledging the fear in front of you, but saying, not, I'm not going to let you settle on me. I'm going to go around and say what, does God say, what does God say about it? See, because this never stops, guys. It never stops. You know, the kid says, I, I fear I'm not going to get into a college. Oh, but wait, the steps of the Lord ordained my life. And then I fear I'm not going to meet a spouse. And then I fear this health thing. And there's always going to be things that jump up that try to make you fear. But faith is not not having fear. Faith is going, I'm not going to focus on you. I'm going to focus on what God says about that particular thing. Faith has legs, man. Faith gets up and does stuff. Faith says, I don't receive what I see in front of me. Sometimes it's a doctor's report. They told us we were infertile. You see my kids worshiping today? The kids have never even been in the hospital. He broke his arm once. Oh, not on my watch, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was unfair. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm trying to say? That's, that's it. So if you have fear, don't... Don't worry. Just say, oh, fear is that response that lets me know I now need to choose faith. Right? Oh, that's good. I should preach on that. Okay. Kind of like pain is the body's way of telling you you need something. Fear is your spirit's way of knowing you got to go get God's answers for something. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Father, for that. That is awesome. That wasn't planned today. Long story short this. Ready? 
as we're waiting on the Lord for the job, the child, whatever, the healing, whatever it may be, we're given a path to follow. Now, boom, this is where I get on the racetrack. Let's do Matthew. Hi, Matt. How are you today? Good. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Now, you've heard that before. There's pictures. You ever seen the pictures? Blonde haired, blue eyed Jesus knocking on a door. Never seen a, the son a day in his life and he's just tapping on the door. Well, forget that for one thing. And number two, this is not, these are not suggestions. Ready? If you're asking me, how do I get to Potsdam Ponderosa? And I say, you get on 56, you go, blah, blah, blah. Here's what you do to get there. That's as strong as this language is. If you're waiting on the Lord, here's what you do, Bruce. Or you can wait on stuff. But if you want to wait, here's what it is. You ask, you seek, and you knock. That's that simple. And then what will happen? Come on. What is it? For who? The faithful who ask, receive. No, what does that actually say? I'm getting, getting a little older. I can't. It says, for everyone who, who doesn't still screw up. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's not it either. Hmm. For everyone who doesn't doubt. No. For everyone who doesn't fear. No, it actually just says, for everyone who asks, receives. So who's it about, Walt? The one giving, right? The giver. Right, guys? My kids ask for birthday gifts. Who's it on? Not them. So what does that look like? We're given a path to follow. Ask is this. Number one, ask is lining up with faith. It's this thing that I alluded to in the first, the preamble here. Father, I have the world's answer. I have this situation. It has spoken. How many people know life and hardship will speak to you very loudly throughout the week? You don't have to try to hear fears, doubts, concerns, or needs. It shows up and hits you right in the face, doesn't it? So this is ask. Father, I have the world's situation, this fear, whatever. It is spoken, but I want to bring it to you. And that, you might, you might think that's, that's a pithy thing, but um, bringing it to God, you know, bringing and putting it in his hands is a huge act of faith. Now, the reason I say that is because it's simply by talking to God, think about this, simply by talking to God and saying, okay, I'm not just going to let this settle, is acknowledging that he's real and he exists, right? You don't talk to someone you don't think is real or doesn't exist. You're a lunatic if you do, right? Do you understand that? Even just prayer is an act of worship because you're acknowledging creator God. Do you think that that doesn't delight the father? Of course it does. Ask because the first thing you're doing is acknowledging it's true. It's an act of faith. Number two, it's putting a burden where it belongs, not on us anymore. And not on us anymore. To ask God to wait on him is faith. And another thing is, if you ask God for something, it's an act of worship for this. If I need something and ask Bruce for it, that's me saying Bruce has it and can give it to me, right? If I need it, and if I ask Bruce for $2 billion right now, well, I wouldn't because he couldn't give it to me, right? Guys, you with me? So Donna, don't you see where even just the asking is saying, Father, you have it, you're good, you're listening to me, and I'm your daughter? That's worship, guys. Don't church it up. This is the formula we're given. Or, in your own strength, you can burn your wheels for the rest of your life and you'll die unfulfilled. How's that? A little shock value for you. I mean, what do, you, do you got time? There's millions of people who died like that without. And God's saying there's a different system if you want. This next decision, you can wait on me. How do I do that, God? You ask. First, you ask. You acknowledge me. You ask. <clears throat> Prayer is reaching through space and time and doing nothing less than touching God. This is absolutely true. Do you remember me talking about science has 
deduced we have 10 or 11 dimensions. Like, I love how people... Okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm just going to be cruel today. I'm, I, I love how, and I've done this before, how people will cling to things they don't even understand. In other words, I've had people look me in the face and say, my God is science. So I say, okay, let's talk quantum physics. And they go, oh, oh, I don't, I don't know that much. Are you doing this thing or are you not? Do you know what I'm trying to say sometimes? Your God is science? You better be a darn good scientist then. That's all I'm saying. So quantum physics teaches us we have at least 10 dimensions, maybe 11th. And that gets really blurry toward 10 and 11. But here's what you need to know. I believe Adam and Eve had all dimensionality with God. And there's a lot of evidence I could put out there, but they walked with God in the cool of the day. There was no barrier. Elsewhere in the Bible, it says no one can look upon God and live now. And also, when they ate the fruit, they then noticed they're naked. What? Never looked down there, bro? You sure looked at her because you rejoiced when she showed up. <laughs> That's funny. Shut up. Come on, man. Well, <laughs> you guys. So anyway, all of a sudden, here's what I think. I think when they ate the apple, I think uh, our four dimensions, uh, width, height, breadth, and time, so three dimensions plus time, I think that's separated from the spiritual six. And all of a sudden, I believe they were clothed in light and now we're reduced to the physical. But when we pray, all that to say this, Walt, when we pray, we're joining all those back together. We're communicating directly with Father God. A lot of us think that prayer becomes mundane. You've been sitting here for a few years and your prayers become stale and they become whatever, whatever. Don't underestimate what's happening here. This is a beacon of light that goes from you right to the throne room of God. And the imagery, Bruce, right, is that God leans down and hears, which is weird because it also says he's right here with us every time. And he's right inside of us as well, right? Asking is the most powerful thing you can possibly do. That's just the first one. Now I want to show you something else, and then I want to kick into high gear here. Have you ever noticed Matthew? Matthew was a tax collector. He set out to, quiz from last week, he set out to show Jesus as... Messiah, remember? He was writing to the Jew. Remember the design of the Gospels? What you have here, though, is Matthew, the Holy Spirit, assumes that you understand that there is a creator God that can be communicated with and powerful enough to help you. Notice that? He doesn't sit there and try to defend himself. He assumes that you know and understand the way the world works. That's what's cool about the Bible. They're talking about a whole different, whole different you know, culture and generation, right? I mean, thousands of years ago. They didn't, they didn't squabble with, you know, all roads lead to God and all this. Matthew just assumes you understand that God, heaven thundered and the world was formed. And life begins and ends in the dust, right? I mean, he, he assumes this. Let's not lose the power in this. So, I want to say one thing too, though. Because I feel like I would be irresponsible if I didn't. And then we're going to get into the actual semantics and coaching. Just give me a second. Matthew also assumes that if you're reading this and, 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 and taking in this prescription that God has given for his kids, that you're one of his kids. If you read this, okay? What I'm basically about to say is this. I'm going to hit fifth gear in a second. I'm going to go through three more pages. We're going to talk about a different way to do life. It's, pretty, it's, it's actually pretty bold what I'm going to teach today. But I want to I let you know this. If you've decided that you're not going to follow Christ Jesus, like, no, I'm just not going to do that, then then he's not talking to you. I know that sounds harsh, but I got to, I'm judged for what I say up here. John says this, so those two who choose to believe in his name, he gave them the right to become sons and daughters of God. He goes over to the orphanage and says, come here. And then you go, okay, how do we start doing life? But your family, who gets to come and go into my house whenever they want? My family, right? Now that doesn't mean others can't come, 
but they don't come as freely and they don't get all of me. Okay. So I'm about to really teach you ask, seek, and knock. Boots on the ground, how to wait for a job interview. That's stuff like this. But understand this, and people listening at home, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm being responsible. That if you've decided to not follow Christ, I'm not talking to you for the rest of the message, and neither is this. Now, AJ, does that mean you think that God doesn't hear the prayers of non-believers? No, I don't. That's not what I'm saying. I'll give you two instances where two instances where he does. The thief on the cross says to Jesus, Remember me in your kingdom. Is that not a prayer, Sharon? It is a prayer. And what does he say? Answered. Good, right? There's a tax collector who prayed simply, God have mercy on me, a sinner, in Luke 18. Mercy's given. But there's a difference between the children and the outsiders. Do you understand that? It's not a small thing. It's not. What a privilege it is for us, John 1, 12, to be children of God. So asking is this. Asking is simply acknowledging what the world says and saying, even if the answers are trying to be floated on me right now, I'm going to ask you, Lord God. That's the asking. Now, here's the cool part. Ready? Everybody stops there. Most people stop there. And I mean people in this room, and I'm not coming at you. I, I'm in this room, too. Most people simply go, God, I need a job. God, where do we live? God, should I ask her to marry me? Yeah, done. And you wonder why we don't see results. Because the sentence isn't done. He says, ask, which is acknowledge God, give it to God, don't take it back, and wait for him to respond. But seeking is the next step. Okay? This is, I've given it to you, but now it's my job to seek your thoughts, your truth about this situation, struggle, or need. Then that's people just don't do it. They go, oh. You know what I mean? And the Bible's going, I got a lot of answers in here. And you got a pastor you can talk to. And you got that person over there. She's a godly counsel too. No, no. Help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seeking is you actually putting your feet on the ground. Guys, go actively seek God's thoughts and truth about the situation. Ask for guidance. Go into the word of God. Okay, talk to someone else about it. You seek, ready, his way. Do you understand what I'm saying? His way, that's what you do. Go Jeremiah. Let's give some help from a prophet here. I know the plans I have for you, says God. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Then you'll call upon me and come and pray, and I'll listen to you. You will. What's the word? Thank you. And you will find me when you seek me. If you're seeking something, you're moving, right? I can't seek anything here, can I? There, I've scanned the room. But if I'm seeking something, I'm tracking it down, aren't I? It's good, right? So often in life, we go, God, there's this thing, and we just don't do the next thing. And the next thing, like I said, let me give you some options here. Um, well, no, I wrote this really well. How can you walk by faith if you don't know God's thoughts on a certain situation? The seeking is where we get our step-by-step -step walk with God. So let me give you an example. If you're waiting on a spouse let's say, for me. I was waiting on a spouse for years, okay? So I would go and I read in the Bible and it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Okay, okay. All good things come down, come from the Father of Heavenly Lights. Put that together. God gives us the desires of our hearts if we trust in him. And I'm realizing, does God want me to have a wife? It sounds like he does. So the ask is, Father, will you give me a wife? I'm not going to go in my own strength. The seeking is, it seems like you really want to do this. So even when I feel that the answer is not going to be there, or I look around and try to make things happen in my own strength, no, because I'm seeking it out. And you know what else seeking was? 
God's ways of doing things. God, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I was so jacked up in my own mind that I couldn't have held a marriage together if you, if you paid me to. Do you know I'm the first one in my family to not get divorced? Whichever line. Go ahead. Go down any lines. Go down my birth line. Go down my step line. Go down my other birth line. I had six grandparents. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> I laughed because I was not going to tell you I buried them all. <laughs> but anyway, uh, whatever. It's gallow humor. Um, so anyway, I'm the first person to not get thanks to not get to not get divorced. You know why? Because God, when I asked about a spouse, here's what happened. Because I didn't just ask because I seeked, sought, whatever. Steph should help me with the English on that one. Seeked, sought. When I did that, guys, here's what I realized. God says this. I'm going to prepare you for that which I've prepared for you. I know the plans I have for you. So you know what happens in seeking too? You're not just going to get the answer and the provision. You're going to get everything you need to sustain it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So for four years, God told me, you don't need to be hanging out. The way you think about women is not going to work. You got to retrain your mind and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so the seeking was this. I'm going to give you something, but my answer's not yet. You got to work on this, this, and this over here. If I had just asked, I never would have saw that he had me in a time of training. There's the difference. Waiting on the Lord will also sometimes come with instruction. It will. It'll come with things like this. Hey, David, you're going to be the king. Go learn how to tend sheep. What? You're seeking me, aren't you? Yes, said David. This is what you do right now. And then a bear comes along and David fights it. And then a lion, right? And David fights it. And as he continues to seek, he ends up in front of Goliath and says, hey, wait a minute. When I was in the field, I killed that bear pretty easy in the strength of God. And I killed that lion. Oh my gosh, the seeking, the seeking was always going to lead me here. Asking wasn't. The seeking and walking out God's way and God's will for today. Oh my gosh. Rascal Flatts says this. He's a Christian, by the way. Uh, Gary Lavox is his name. Uh, the singer, God bless the broken road that led me straight to you, right? The only reason he knows that is because of Jesus. If I hadn't walked this road by asking and seeking, I would never be where I am today. Let me tell you a little something about me, and I'm no rock star. I can only speak about my life, right? I played musician. I was a musician for 10 years. I've been a musician. I've been a singer all my life. Uh, I taught myself how to play guitar. I've been a musician for 10 years, right? I also decided to pick up audio and learn how to do audio, and I did it at school. Uh, public speaking was a thing I started to gather. But then I also got into counseling and all that. Do you know what I do for a living? I sing, I lead worship, I run the audio, I do counseling, and I preach. There were seasons of my life where each and every one of those I was going, God, this isn't what I want to do. Right? But God's going, in the seeking, you need to be equipped for every little thing. And then you get in a job, me, I get in a job where I use every single one of my giftings. What are you, nuts? How does that even happen? I remember this missionary guy who, he went and it, he, he wanted to do, he wanted to preach. And I remember he lands somewhere, and I, I should have taken this in the secular region, but just use your brains, okay? He ends up, he goes to Africa, and he's, he ends up having to build all these houses. He's like, God, this isn't what I want to do. Come on. Knock, 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 knock. The next thing you know, he had to do like plumbing. Ugh. So he had to learn plumbing and electrical. And, and then he had to build a set. And then he had to learn. He was serving at this other church. And he had to learn sound and blah, 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 blah. Well, all of a sudden, an opportunity out of nowhere comes up and goes, hey, you want to build a church and pastor it? But I can't build it. Oh, wait. Now, now I can. Uh, we're going to need a sound system. Oh, now I. Oh. You see what I'm saying? It's like Bruce says, sometimes you put a puzzle piece in and it just goes, doesn't it? You don't have to jam it in. If we ask, seek, and knock, there will be a time inevitably, I've just shown you three different books of the Bible that'll tell you, you will arrive where God wants you 
fully equipped when you get there. Isn't that good? Oh my gosh. I'm hearing it for the first time too. That's why <laughs> I get excited. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's been my, that's, that's absolutely been my, my story. Now, as we're waiting and we're seeking, I want to tell you this waiting will happen, but how we wait defines a lot of our lives. It defines where we end up, our walks with God. And you ready for this? The people we become. It's so true. Oh, Gordon, I'm putting you on the spot. I first talked about this in 2015. Uh, Harper was a couple weeks away from, no, a week away from C-section because I talk about it. So that's like how much life has moved in this. But uh, Gordon, you were not working at your current job, were you? No, Gordon was working a job that he made the best of. Don't get me wrong. You'd walk in and see him dancing and you'd hear him singing. I'm sure Lisa was embarrassed every time. <laughs> yeah, I know her well enough. He worked at the Sunoco right there in Potsdam. It was Gordo's Sunoco. I mean, you know, he's a big dude, so you always know where he is. But, I mean, he's dancing around and stuff like this. And everybody was pals with, with Gordo. But Gordo, I'll give you a secret now that it's in the rearview mirror, didn't like the job so much, okay? Because I don't know if you know this, but retail is hell. Seriously. <laughs> it's a certain... Anyway, I won't go off of that. People will misquote me. He said it was a level of hell. I think he's being serious. No, just be, people can be ugly, okay? People can be ugly. Food service as well, right? Right, Dion's? Anywho, so Gordon has a des had a desire in his heart to have a career. How many people know jobs are cool, but you want to get to a career at times. So th there was times where he was tempted to say, when is this going to happen? And baby number two is coming, honestly. And he was real tempted, but Gordon did something really awesome. He asked, and then he seeked or sought. And one of it was through counsel with me, where we were just talking about it. And I would refresh and give him these ideas and don't freak out. There was a couple jobs that opened up. And we'll talk about the knocking in a second, because you sometimes got to lace up your boots and go on job interviews. That's life. All the people of the older generation are going to go, yeah, kids nowadays don't understand. You're going to have to work for your food. That's how that goes. It's very biblical. Okay, very. But Gordon has an had an opportunity um, to ask, seek, and knock God or run around in his own strength. And then all of a sudden, I'll give you the end of the story. All of a sudden, one day, God actually used me, believe it or not. So it's pretty good that you reached out to the people around you, I get a phone call from someone who has an empire, essentially, this business, and says, hey, do you know anybody who'd be interested in a... And I went, I'll call you right back. Gordo, hey. And it's a really good job for Gordo, huh? So here's the thing. He asked. Then he had to spend his time seeking. And that means every day he got annoyed at his job and was, will was ready to shake his fist at the sky, read it again, Gordo. Read it again, right? It was self-control to a lot of degrees. I'm really frustrated. I've had enough. I've had enough, right? Staying in a place of peace. Can I be honest, right? That's a lot of this. Like, not freaking out. Don't punch your boss. Don't do it. Not Monday, not Tuesday, not Wednesday. Like, calm down. Calm down again. Calm down again. Like, this. you do this until, right? Same with forgiveness. You choose every day. Well, anyway, all of a sudden, you got the phone call. And boom, Gordon gets shifted over to this job. It's like when you, my buddy Pete always says this. He was a baseball player. You ever hit a home run and, okay, if you hit it right, you don't even feel it come off the bat. Anybody play golf? You can tell by the sound more than the feel, right? Or Kirk, sometimes you're so focused on that shot, you don't even feel the recoil, right? I wanted to tell you that I hit a bullseye 50 yards away and with my pistol last, last week. I know, dude. Twice. But anyway, serious. So focused on it. Sometimes when you swing, you don't even feel it. If you're asking and seeking God, guess what? It's just going to show up. You want to know why I know this? AJ, you're serious? Because then you won't get the glory for it. 
he didn't have to do anything besides wait. And then I gave him the phone call. He goes and interviews, got the job, career. Right? Look back in your life. When you truly asked and seeked, it was given, wasn't it? Given. Go back to Matthew for a second. Because I, I want you to see that it's active language. If you ask, you receive. When you seek, you find. When you find. You know that sense when you're looking for the remote control or your glasses or something, and you're like, oh, there it is. And, and all of a sudden, all the anxiety is just gone. Oh, I found what I was looking for. This is great. That's life too, you guys. Now, this is where I'm going to heat up, okay? Stay with me for a couple more minutes. Let me explain this. One of the hardest and most important realities of following Jesus is this. We don't put our faith, follow me, follow me. We don't put our faith anymore in an outcome. This is where the roads divide. If you're asking, seeking, and knocking, you're no longer believing on God for a specific outcome. You're simply going, I'm believing on you. See the difference? Job opportunity opens up for him, let's say. Walmart GM is the one I used three years ago, believe it or not. I remember that example. Walmart GM opens up. Oh, good job. Don't put your faith in that outcome. Don't, don't desire even that outcome. Here's what you do. Father, bring me what you want me to have. But I really hope it's... No, that's how everybody else does it. You're believing on this outcome. Get it? And I know even with our health, and this is so hard, I'm believing on it working out this way. No, let go of that. Let go. Just keep asking and seeking. So as a Christian, as, as a follower of Christ, you no longer put your faith in a specific outcome. You simply put your faith in the Father God to take care of you and do whatever it is his good and pleasing will. Oh, that's the hardest thing though, isn't it? I heard it. You think I didn't hear it? I heard it. There's so many things in life, especially when it comes to our families, you know, infertility, infertility. Just, okay, ready? Here's my prayer. The baby, a baby, really simple, God. In fact, just the one thing, not a lot, not asking for a lot this year, a baby, but you don't put your, it's really dangerous to say, I'm putting my faith in or believing on you and seeking for this outcome, because honestly, that becomes, I hate to say this, idolatry. I want this more than I want the gift giver. Do you understand? And that's so dangerous. We do that. Be aware. Listen to me. Everybody that can hear me and you, you online, listen. Be very aware of if you ever say or feel something along the lines of, God, if you don't, or if I could only have, if you find yourself ever thinking that, tear down that idol. God, if only I could get married, if only the ki we could have kids, if only the kids would leave, leave us alone those start to become idols. God, if you don't do this, I swear to you, I'm going to... Do you see what I mean? I'm speaking from experience, you guys. Guilty. Asking and seeking is not putting your faith on a specific outcome. That's good, right? See where, again, most people don't... That's not what we do. Oh, you know what? The fridge is now haunted. It's moaning. <laughs> if someone wants to shut that door, it'll cut, the, uh, it'll cut the noise a little bit. I was here by myself working on the message yesterday, and the fridge is going, <laughs> I'm like, shh, shh. <laughs> just kidding. You can't shoot a ghost. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, as it's, as it's moaning, too. Okay, so we don't put our faith on the result or waiting for something to happen. We're putting faith on who, in who he is. So let me move forward. And let's keep going. Do we think, honestly, let me break this off you once and for all. Do we think we're capable of turning the page and creating the result we desire or need anyway? Oh, it's the heat. Joe, can you just turn the heat off on the, the clicker or Dave, somebody? No wonder it freaked me out all day yesterday. It wasn't even the fridge. <laughs> Doing the wrong thing, bud. There we go. 
Well, I think it was. No, it stopped the minute you turned it off. Anyway. Oh, really? The box? We'll look at that after church, lest we all <laughs> perish. Okay, so ready? Guys, get, let's get back on track. I've only got one more thing. Let's go. Almost done. Waiting on God is different. You're not waiting on a certain thing. And so here's what it does, though. The seeking is difficult because it's full surrender that renders what we want as second priority. Waiting on God and seeking renders what we want second priority. Not the blessing, not the gift, the gift giver. And there's the difference. A lot of times, presence, we want his presence with a C, not presence. He's not a celestial Santa Claus. Waiting and seeking is saying this, I'm fully yours. I don't need to know or understand or get my way. I just need you. And go figure, I've just spent the last 35 minutes getting down to this. It's relationship and not religion or a system. Even this people could consider formulaic. Well, I got to eat, ask, and then I got to seek, and then I got to knock. The seeking is literally the letting go of it all. The saying, as long as you're with me, what can I need? I get this idea, you know, on the road to Emmaus. Okay, so Jesus rises, you know, resurrects, and he, and he meets up with these two disciples, right, Bruce? And they have a walk to Emmaus, as made famous by a certain ministry, walk to Emmaus, right? Where Jesus just tells them pretty much the history of all things. And I had this thought the other day. Now, take this for you and your needs. Ready? If you're standing next to creator God, through him all things were made, if, the, if, if this whole thing is real, and you get to stand next to or be in the presence of Jesus, what are you really going to hand him as far as needs? No, honestly. You ever notice that? Anytime, let's say, okay, anytime in my life where God has really shown up in a counseling session or just in life, the hurt that propelled me to get there all of a sudden falls away in the light of his glory in the presence. In fact, you know what? Sometimes it's the hurt that'll actually get you there. Wow. Yeah, I just realized that. And all this time I'm praying, God, 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 God. And really it was the seeking to get closer to him. And everything else will burn away. Everything else is not going to last. We did the seven I am statements of Jesus Christ last night or last week. We're, we're going to wake up on the other side of this life. And you know what's going to be in the center of all things is God himself. And it's not about what you're going to do in heaven. I talked about that last week a little bit. It looks like there's going to be responsibilities and things. But, Joe, the reality is, who cares? You're going to be there, and God himself is going to be in the center of all things. Creator God. We, right? Do you really think you're going to look for the people you, you like in the presence of God? No, seriously. They ask, are we married in heaven? And Jesus is like, you really don't understand this, do you? It doesn't matter if you're married in heaven because the relationship you can thank you. That was for the two of you. Um, the relationship you can have with creator God, it's not going to matter. He says, will I dance for you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Doesn't matter. Will I bow down the rest of my life? Doesn't matter. When Kirk gets to stand in front of creator God, who literally knit him together cell by cell, and who knows everything about him that he doesn't even know, and gave him his wife and kids and, 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 and his everything he's ever enjoyed. He's going to look in the eyes and he's going to understand that was all me. Every bit of you is me. Everything you've ever loved is me. You think he's going to look around for other people? No, he's not going to do that. Consumed by God. God is going to be where he should have been the whole, his, his whole life. Right in the doggone center of things. You get it? Asking, seeking, and knocking is that for every situation that comes up. Where do our kids you know, go to school? What, what about this next thing? Whatever. Ask, seek, and knock, and God sits right in the center of it. Our life is actually about who he is, by the way. 
And I, I didn't, yeah, I totally wrote that new thing. It's history, right? It's his story. His story. And you can do what everybody else does, and you can make decisions based on what you think is best with your two little finite lenses. You know how many people I know that just sit on that treadmill? Get a job, fired, didn't work out. Get a job, fired, didn't work out. I'm not coming at you. But where, how are you making this decision? Because I don't believe Creator God, who gives you all good things, is going to put you through that ringer without giving you a lesson for it. You're just getting a hurt? How about you stop making decisions based on your eyes or dollars and cents, man? Or relationships. How about you start listening to the people around you who you know have godly wisdom or trying to help you seek a way to hold that marriage together? No, you're just going to do it like mom and dad did? How's that going for you, man? You're gripping that wheel totally. All right. Yep. Nope. Cool. And then when, when you crash into the wall, you turn and who do you shake your fist at? Anyway, ask, seek, and knock when it comes to waiting on the Lord is this. The knocking, we're going to close it down, is this. You try the doors when they present themselves. That's what you do. Uh, for example, uh, okay, let's say there's a, a, a physical need. Okay, I'll tell you a light one because y'all aren't really with me today and it's my own fault. But I had a tumor on my finger. Not a cyst. A tumor. And his name was Hermie. And he has his own Facebook page. <laughs> he was gross. Some of you do not like this example. Too bad. Well, the problem was I play guitar, as you know, and I couldn't form regular chords because I was just going to do what a guy does. Number one, I was either going to smash it with something or number two, just let it go. It'll be fine. You know, but then look at him. He's, he's dying and I couldn't play guitar anymore. So what do you do? I asked, I said, God, I don't really want this. Will you take it away from me? And then people said to me like, Ooh, you should go to a doctor. God, God let people know the human body and prayer pills and people. You can go to a doctor. Uh, so the knocking was, Hey, I got this problem, <laughs> and it seems as though the answer to it is coming to see you. So I went to a guy, and sure enough, he laid him to rest and took him away from us all. <laughs> I literally have, like, homage to him. <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. The asking is this. Father, I have this need. I'm bringing it to you, which means I'm not going to worry about it or carry the burden. The, the, the seeking is this. You talk to other people. You get in the Word of God. You seek his way, right? And again, godly people said to me, take care of it, bro. Go to, go, go to a doctor. And the knocking was this calling and making the appointments and then putting my boots on and doing it. I want a job. Let's go back to the Gordo situation. He asked, he seeked, sought, whatever the phone call came, but you know what? Polish up your resume, bro. Work on your interpersonal communication skills so that you don't look like a, what's a word I can use there for public, uh, dunce. Uh, in the interview. So I, I actually do censor myself up here. Some of you think I don't. I hardcore censor myself. Right? He's got to interview well. Well, if you don't interview well, get the skills. If you want a better job, go to school. Right? If you get it, you got to do the work. Oh, there's so many people that sit there. Sandy, they, they want to get married and they want, what, Cindy Crawford to come down the chimney? Get out there and meet people. Shower. Cut your hair. Be presentable. Well, don't we want to tell our kids this? You know, when our kids are looking for a godly spouse, are we going to say the same thing? Sit up straight, dummy. Learn, learn, <laughs> learn interesting things to talk about. <laughs> I didn't get much sleep last night, guys. I'm sorry. So, listen, asking, seeking, knocking. I know this has actually turned into a way more serious discussion than I have thought. But Bruce has said this before. Um, he's made the reference to a lot of us in life, God, we're in the, guys, we're in the season where we're waiting on a train. You can't make it come any sooner than it's going to. But you sure can control how you wait. 
When I used to, when I lived in England, I trained everywhere I went, and I was miserable all the time, waiting on them. They're late, they're late, they're late, they're late. And then I realized you're just wasting that time. You could be doing something constructive. You could be staying in a good mind frame. Anything with how you wait. And guys, if we're in a position right now where we're waiting, let me just recap here. Asking is acknowledging God in these specific circumstances. Understanding you don't have to do things your own way. Seeking is this. I'm opening up myself in humility. Here's another thing about seeking. It requires humility. Someone may say you need to make a change. You're not going to want to hear it, but it may just be God. Can you imagine how much I didn't want to hear, AJ, you got to be single for a few years because right now you're not going to be able to hold what I give you. You'll drop it and smash it. I didn't want to hear that. But wounds from a friend can be trusted, guys. Um, I forgot something. Let's go on to Matthew. Oh, we're here. We're here. As we're closing. Sorry, sorry, because we missed something. The door will be open to you. Look, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what your struggle is today. I got friends who I desperately want. I want them to have a child as much as they do. I really do. It's been years, and I'm shaking my fist at God going, why, why, why? But then I see Will. And here's the thing, ready? As we're getting ready to close. Either that's true or it's not. Now, it does not say you'll get everything you want the way you want it. But will the desire that you're asking, seeking, and knocking be fulfilled? You tell me, yes or no. You said it, I didn't. And in your life, with what you're going through right now, you tell me. Because he says if you do these things, that none of it requires your own strength for the most part. If you don't run out and try to make your own life, and if you ask, seek, and knock, there's a big old will right there. So let's sing a song today, even you guys online. It's called Walk by Faith, right? People wonder what that looks like. I've just spent the last 40 minutes telling you. Not just you running out and doing it. We're going to walk by faith, asking, seeking, and knocking. Will I believe you when you say Your hand will guide my every way Will I receive the words you say Every moment of every day Will I, will walk by faith Even when I cannot see Yeah, because this broken road Prepares your will for me Help me to rid my endless fears You've been so faithful for all my years With the one breath you make me new Your grace covers all I do Yes, I will walk by faith Even when I cannot see because this broken road prepares your will for me. Yes, I will walk by faith even when I cannot see. Yeah, because this broken road prepares your will for me. Well, I'm broken, but I still see your face. And you've spoken 
pouring your words of grace. Yes, I will walk by faith, even when I cannot see. Yeah, because this broken road prepares your will for me. Just declare that I will. Yes, I will walk by faith, even when I cannot see. Yeah, because this broken road prepares your will for me. Well, hallelujah. tendencies, Lord God, to just walk our own way and, and try to go with what we think is best, Father God. You're the creator of all things. You're the giver of all good gifts. Help us to walk by faith, by waiting on you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you said we will mount up with wings as eagles. All your promises are so good, Father. We just need to line ourselves up with them. So that situation on everyone's mind right now, individually, Father, we just bring it to you. We ask that you'd show us candidly and, and, and just piece by piece, what does it look like for us to ask, seek, and knock in this situation? We want to be obedient to you, Father God. We've tried the other systems. We know they're just going to let us down. But help us to do it because we truly don't know how to sometimes. We declare, Father, we will walk by faith. Even when we can't see, we're just going to turn and look at you. And this br broken road, no matter how broken and bumpy it's been, it prepares your will for us. You can always use every situation we have. So we thank you, Father. We submit and surrender ourselves to you afresh, Father God. Please guide us and lead us as we walk by faith. Yeah, I will walk by faith. Even when I cannot see, yes, because this broken road prepares your will for me. And we want your will in our lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we live, love, and worship. Amen. All right, buddy, have a great week. You sure? All right, good morning, everyone. Hello, good morning, everyone. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Let's stand on our feet for worship. Feel free to sit at any time, but we start in a posture of reverence. Who am I that the 
swiftly fading Here today and gone tomorrow A wave tossed in the ocean A vapor in the wind Still you hear me when I'm calling I am yours, I am yours. Who am I that the eyes that see the sin will look on me with love and watch me rise again? Who am I? Vapor in the wind, still you, you hear me when I'm calling. Lord, you catch me when I'm falling. And you told me who I am. I'm yours. I am yours. Not because of who I am. Whom the 
when shall I fear? When shall I fear? Oh no, you never let go through the calm and through the storm. Oh no, you never let go every high and every low. I can see a light that is coming for the good that holds on. It's the glorious light beyond all compare. There will be an end to these troubles, but until that day comes, we live to know you're here on the earth. You're here with us, Lord. I will fear no Let's declare it, for my God is with me. We are not alone, and if our God is with me, whom then shall I fear? Whom then shall I fear? Singing, oh no, you never let Storms, oh no, you never let go in every high and every low. Oh no, you never let go, Lord, you never let go of me. Yes, I can see a light. Yes, I can see a light that is coming for the heart that holds on. There will be an end to these troubles. But until that day comes, still I will praise you, still I will praise you. It's like to see a light that is coming for a heart that holds on. There will be an end to these troubles, but until that day comes. Still I will praise you, still I will praise you. We're singing, oh no, you never let go through the calm and through the storm. Oh no, you never let go every high and every low. Oh no, you never let go, Lord. Let go. You've never let go of me. You're not going to start today. No matter what it is, I'm choosing to decide not to fear. Let's sing it. Sing it. Oh, no. You never let go through the calm and through the storm. Never once did we ever walk alone. Every high and every low. Never once did you ever let go. You never let go of me.
you paint the night you count the stars and you call them by name a skies proclaim God you reign we're trying to magnify you Lord God you're greater than all our problems Father and right now we're just gonna we're going to declare that you reign over all the situations in our life that we bring in here, Father God, even over our doubts and fears. What tomorrow could bring, Father, we're just going to declare that you reign. In the hectic households of raising children, Father God, in the distant love we have for our grandkids, we just declare, God, you reign. And your glory shine. You teach the sun when to bring a new day. Creation sings, God, you reign. God, you reign. God, you reign. Forever and part the sea and you move the mountains with the words that you say the song remains God you reign you know you hold us father and you hold my life you know my heart and you call me by name and I live to say God you reign let's declare it today sing God you reign God you reign forever and that together. Father, we declare you reign. God, you reign. God, you reign. Be exalted in this place, Lord Jesus. You are the King forever and ever. God, you reign. and concerns. Hallelujah. We focus on you. Hallelujah. You're worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Take our doubts, Lord Jesus, speculations. Hallelujah. 
become the center of our vision, become the center of our lives, Lord. Jesus, you're worthy of this praise and so much more. Exalted. Praise God. 
shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable God. Unstoppable God, we'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Lift our voices. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. All glory's yours, Lord. And impossible things in your name, they shall be done. It's not a matter of opinion. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. All glory is yours, Lord Jesus. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Father, we just want to thank you for all that you've done for us. We acknowledge right here and right now, Father, that you are unstoppable. That if there's something you're wishing to, to break through and give us in this life, it's going to be done. That you hear the prayers that we utter for those we love to come to you. You hear the prayers of, that we utter, Father God, of, of disbelief. But you're unstoppable, Father God. Let your glory go on and on. Let your will be done here today, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way, Father. Get us out of the way here. We're here for you, Father. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no other name by which men can be saved. We love you and worship you.